Poppy wins tonight. Poppy in first. Steve Burrow from Detroit. Mike Draco, hell yeah, it must be Sunday. Thank God it's Sunday, right? Brad Kilpatrick in with us. Greg White in from Texas. Jeremy Sadler. Lisa Ballard, the queen of Chop Cult, joining us this evening. Good to see you here. Hey, man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and it is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Wait a minute, i got to get my effect rack. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Time for Shop Talk. We're going live with this one in just three and a half minutes, and man... Do we got the good stuff. John DeVries, sorry about that, Galveston, Texas. Steve Henderson in with us. Big D, Marengo, Illinois. Amy Keene in the house. What's up? So good to see all of you guys, man. Stick around, hit the like and share button, get ready. We're going live with Shop Talk in three and a half. Mr. Bashline. Trent says, do it again, Chris, do it again. That's because he must be on the inside of some of our jokes whenever we talk about Rev Limiter Guy being out at the motorcycle rallies. Rev Limiter Guy always comes with do it again, guy. Do it again, do it again. Man, you guys are filling up the lot tonight. Cincinnati in the house. Gary Macias, Sacramento, California. So good. Keith Kronoff with us. Bill Reed finally friggin' remembered. Hey, from Diamonddale. Glad to have you here, man. Every Sunday we go live with this program. 90 to 120 minutes, all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. It's a little program we call Shop Talk. 9 p.m. on the East Coast, we go live. Or, you know, ish. Thereabout. Two and a half minutes, we're ready to go. Stick around. Lucky catching here with us. What's up to you too, brother? Billy J. Terry, Carnage on the Cannonball. Man, I've been watching along. It looks like a hard year for the Cannonball, but still totally, totally bumming us out that we're not there. Killing us. Killing us. I want to be on the Cannonball. Even with the hard luck stories, I want to be getting them all. One man with us. Good evening to you too, sir. Shop talk. Hey, listen, we got some great stuff tonight. Everybody was at Indian Larry Block Party this weekend, and uh, we got, we'll got we have some stuff coming in from that probably in the next show. But this week we got a new segment. We're going to be bringing you guys actual feature bikes along with our products and tech and everything that we normally do. Killer, killer guest lined up. Mr. Dave Nichols from Easy Rider Magazine, and now Easy Riders is coming back, and we're going to get the story from the man himself, the reinstated editor-in-chief once more and uh they're taking it back to the old days with with easy riders classic so you don't want to miss that 40 seconds and we're going live brian swan see mass with us good to see you here too buddy 40 seconds that usually yeah how about that everybody give a big happy birthday to heather tonight happy birthday heather we're all gonna sing and shit later on so every time you do we hit the cash register button but listen, we're down to 19 seconds, man, so I'm going to cut you guys loose and get the studio cranking. We're ready to go live with this episode of Shop Talk. Here we go. 
Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It is just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means we're close, as we've been in quite a while. Time to go live with this one. I'm your host, Chris Callen from Cycle Source Magazine, and this is Shop Talk. In case this is your first time tuning in, what is Shop Talk? 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. Um, it's good to see all of you guys here. It's been a crazy, crazy week. It's been a crazy year, man. Really heavy. But uh, the good times are right around the corner. I promise you there's still motorcycles in the world. So it's all good with me. Um, it is Heather's birthday. You got you have a special birthday message for Heather, Mark? <laughs> nice. uh, that, oh, I, I can't then, no. She just told me to know. I actually wished her a happy birthday. Told her how young she looked. I know, right? I lie a lot. Yes, he told me I didn't I look 59, which was very nice. <laughs> Heather's um, only 29 today. 29. I have some great presents for her whenever she's ready for him, I told her. Yep, he's got walkers and <laughs> like wheelchairs and like well, shower chairs. Well, you have to I'm tell good. them. I'm just going go to go to Mark's when I get old. Well, you have to tell them we sort of have this thing going that neither of us want the other to die because we want each other to suffer as long as we possibly can. Right. So <laughs> we're like, I tell Mark that I hope he lives till he's 200. Because <laughs> that's so. how much I love Mark. Um, no, actually, I want to thank everybody for all the birthday wishes. You guys are amazing. It's truly humbling and appreciated more than you know so thank you very much well and this is you know the the little back and forth here that's proof that this is a family because just like a family every once in a while you want to smack the living shit out of each other um, right <laughs> perfect i perfect. wish you know i don't know if i wish i was 29 again no i don't know i couldn't I take know. i couldn't take 29 again I'll take 47 I don't know if I, I can mean, take 29 to now. That was what I couldn't <laughs> take again. So. Oh, my goodness. So what do you got from social media, Blondie? I haven't asked you that in a while. Every I know. Oh, David Crumb, 19-year-old. I, re, I wish. Um, let's see. Son of a biscuit. Um, oh, keep, son I'm of a biscuit eater. 26 to 27. Now I know he's. Full of poop. Um, so Sam Samson, Chris Raddick, Gus Gus is in the house. Um, I asked Gus Gus to send us, if I sent him money, would he send me coffee? He asked how much, and I said all of it. Oh, uh, How much can you legally ship dude, at one time? I, I want to know the answer to that question. How much Texas pecan can you ship across the country that before it, it's... That is seriously one of the best coffees ever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anybody ever wants to send Chris or I anything, send Texas Pecan Coffee yes, sir. from HEB. Best coffee in the world. It, it, Except, it. wait a minute, eh, not best coffee in the world. Eh, stop. Anthony Robinson's coffee is pretty good. There badass. you go. Just Gasoline saying. and coffee. So yeah, listen, man. Coffee, go check him out. It's amazing. I don't know if we've been keeping this a really good secret or not, but uh, we are lucky enough that the torch of the greatest chopper party that's ever happened in the history of the world, the smoke out, the torch for that has been passed to us. And in 2022, we are going to be check this out back at the original Salisbury location, man, at this Rowan County fairgrounds in Salisbury. And I cannot wait. Dude, I can me neither. listen. Here's the coolest thing, right? So Robin went down to North Carolina for us to the, the hallowed halls of where they kept all the stuff from all the years, 20 years of smokeouts, right? And she picks up all the stuff and brings it back. And all week long, if you've had a hard time getting a hold of us, we've been 
going through CDs and unrolling banners and like just looking at everything. Like you really do forget. I mean, we have scars and stuff and you can say, yeah, I remember the scar on the back of my elbow. That was from smoke out seven. And the one up here on my head was from smoke out too. But you forget like how many things were born at smoke out, how many things came out of that whole era and like what a special time and place it was man and going through the videos and the pictures was just awesome this week it was definitely i know everybody's like like chomping at the bit to know when they're like yeah we know it was awesome yeah we know we had a good time when are we doing it again yeah i think that's y'all still gotta wait just a little bit longer that's the cool part too like everybody wants to know when it's happening like you know what i mean like what's a date what's a date it's it's like pretty cool to see the anticipation of people so we were we were waiting for a few details that um one of them for sure I, you know i wanted i wanted the indy larry block party it's a really big year for them uh this is the first time right that they did a two-day event two day, yeah and uh you know had the wall of death in the middle of the city and everything and did the I didn't story want... did you hear the story about the truck going in there no i guess they had to, they passed the exit they had to go they couldn't go through the tunnel they had to oh have my to go God. through manhattan it's the post is pretty funny Oh boy. So we didn't want to we didn't want to all overshadow that, you know, with any of our announcements or anything. And we have just a couple small tweaks to do on the uh, on the website so that that can get up and running. We're going to release all of that to you guys super super soon. What I can tell you is if you've been to a smoke out before or any of the last couple at least, there's not going to be any change in the price to get in, the price for camping. Um I think our vendor rates are the same or comparable. Actually, I think a little bit lower, maybe. Yeah, because the like ven- vendor spaces now come like your your first site that you buy before you expand comes with two wristbands. So there's a lot of great stuff that we're working on. Um, the attitude and general makeup, like our dedication to this event, is to never change it from what it is. There are plenty of other events that you know this wants to be this, and for this crowd and that crowd, this was always an old chopper party. We're not here to change that at all. We just want to help keep it alive. So we're super honored for that. But speaking of digging through the old footage, <laughs> if you guys have been checking out both on um, the Cycle Source social media feed and on Smokeout that we're now involved in too, we've been we've been taking some of the old video footage and making little Smokeout memory videos. And we got two of them out on social media. The third one is is going up soon, but I got it done tonight in time for the show. And I just want to roll this because along with forgetting all the great times that we used to have, you forget how young we were. I mean, the first two videos were of... Uh, Jeff from Sucker Punch Sally and Kevin Bass, and they were babies, dude. In Kevin the, in looked those, like he was like twelve. Right? Yeah, he does. So like, Jeff looks crazy young too. Now, like it's nuts. I'm gonna play this video for you, and I wonder how many people that are out in the world today even recognize this cat anymore because <laughs> he's so young in this, and and like just it was it was far out. So let's check it out. Bikes here are hardcore bikes. There's no sissies here. I mean, it's like a, it's a real bike event like the old days. Actually, uh, I met a bunch of old hardcore bikers when I was a young guy. You know, they were like totally hardcore club guys. They got me in the bikes and just 
showed me how it was done. This is like before the shit was popular again, you know, that's how right. I got into it. So, like I needed help with tools. It wasn't like hanging out. It was kind of like, hey, I need your help. They'd be like, yeah, come with us, you know. Come with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. We will show you, show you what needs to be <laughs> yeah, done with drink your Drink this. Swallow this, you know. <laughs> so it was rad. Filming a lot with Discovery right now. Actually, we do like a 13 show series showing like how old, old choppers are built on the fake shit you see now on TV. So, dude, of course, I mean, uh, immediately everybody's putting up Billy, Billy, Billy Lane, of course. And I know I know you recognize him. It's just like how young, dude, how young he was and how full of piss, wind and vinegar. You know, what a what a great time. All of that. Yeah, that the smoke out was was fire from the gate <laughs> on the way there. Usually I've some, never been to a smoke out. Like, some I've some never of the been best stories were on the way now. to it. Yeah. Now um, I'm going to be part of the smoke out. It was so it was a throw be an interesting ride. It is it is a baptism by fire, my dear. I will, I will tell the, you. The best part is like sometimes <laughs> the the party doesn't happen until after the event, until you leave the event to Which a certain is, extent. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, dude, I listen. Mean, that's, how, Mark, I, that's how you and I met, like hanging out after after, after the bar actually yep. closed, watching everybody try to find their way back oh, to the Oh, dude, we used to sit and we Mark had... Mark and I would sit on the pool table. Had a one-liner <laughs> about every person that walked past us. We didn't miss one person. It was awesome. I oh, did, my uh, gosh. I did, and, and Dawn, yeah, I've been watching your comments, dude. That was where I first met you guys. Um, Dawn... And and the uh, Lucky Charms guys, first five smokeouts, great times. We got some pictures and stuff from you guys and all of that that are going up on the site and everything. We've been we've been sneaking through all of them, but I do so have a cool announcement. I... Wait, so <laughs> the one bad thing is the everyone's smokeout memories contain memories from the Holiday Inn. Someone just put it up, right? Yeah. So the Holiday Inn is no longer a hotel. The Holiday Inn is now dormitories for a local college or something. But we were lucky enough. We've been on a scouting expedition, and we were lucky enough to find a hotel that's only two miles away from the event site that almost completely replicates the front of the, the Holiday Inn hotel lot, except for the size. It's not quite as big in the front like the Holiday Inn was, but we're, uh, we've already got all the rooms blocked off for that. So that is going to be like, Ground, ground zero for all the crazy shit. wonder if they have office chairs. <laughs> I want to know how wide the doors are. <laughs> what the hell with the office chairs? God, I, I think I still have a scar on my elbow from the office chair. Oh. That was so much fun. So, Heather, one night we got um, tie-downs and hooked off an office chair to a motorcycle and started going around, and that was kind of fun. And then there were two, three, five seven where's my insurance agent and, and, Are and, you watching? and it was going so fast that we melted the wheels off of the chairs Dude, they were exploding people went everywhere it was great oh, i don't think there was an office chair the the somebody had said that they were told there wasn't one office chair left in the hotel by the time we were done we had them all out so heather you had you had wait 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 news no it wasn't wait 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 news it was a wait 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 i want to ask a question no so we have a lot of people here like Rob Dorr says that he's been to almost every one. Yeah. And so anybody that's been to a lot of the smokeouts, we want your pictures. Oh, my God, please. If you have pictures, please hit me up on social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can email the office. We would love 
love, love to share your memories um, as we. Well, not even not even just that. I'm going to put out a, an honest plea in front of everyone here. As good as as good as Edge was at his record keeping and everybody that yeah. took put in this event on. What they weren't great at was keeping a backup of all the video and pictures and like, you know, we have a bunch of it, but we need your help to fill that up because part of what we're going to be doing is like the uh, the Smokeout Hall of Fame in one of the buildings. And, you know, we really want to document this thing. If you think about the fact when I say it's an honor for us to take the torch on this, I mean, this is an event that spanned two decades, two decades generations of people that have come up you know the who's who guys that were garage builders that turned into big builders that might not even be on the scene anymore so anybody that has pictures or videos please email us do you want them to have your email heather yes please so it's cyclesourcemain at gmail.com um we'll put that up in the comments but yeah we're looking for all the help we can get on that stuff yeah god we just have some fun there uh, and I said the the I mean as cool as the smoke out was, the stories from the trips to and from. Oh my God. God, I can I couldn't even count some of the crazy stuff that happened on the road between point A and point B. There it was. Dude, remember the time I was defending Peffer's civil liberties and I'm <laughs> screaming in the cop's face. So Peffer is sitting on the sidewalk outside of a convenience store drinking a beer and it's open container law. The cops getting ready to search him, and I'm screaming about his civil liberties, and I'm up in the cop's right. face, like on his on my tiptoes. And as I'm doing it, I look over his shoulder, and Zummy's behind Peffer, like this, going. <laughs> and I I like back down, and everything calms down, and the police give him a warning, and, and he leaves. Or, and like I said, Zummy, what's going on? He goes, Dude, I have one saddlebag that's completely full of pot, and one saddlebag that's completely <laughs> full of pills. Now, in his defense. He was dying from cancer, you know, so like he legally needed to have all, well, maybe not the pot well, because no. that was, back then that was still a bad thing, but. Oh, just that, the, and that's just one of many. <laughs> that was the first time we figured out we can go rent a, com, a, a generator since they wouldn't give us power one year. And we go, went and we bought, well, we bought a generator. We called it renting, bought a generator, ran our PA. They were so mad at us the whole event. And then it was over. We dropped it back off at Walmart and went home. So it was. Oh. We, we used to have so much fun. It was no, nuts. it's starting to get exciting. Chris and I have been working on the site plan the last couple of days, yeah. um, trying to dial some stuff in. But we're really like we're trying to wait till we have all of our little duckies in a row to to put out when when it's going to be. But if you've ever been around us. It's hard to get our ducks in a row. Squirrel. Squirrel. Like they, they go in circles. Squirrel. They, yeah. Sometimes they're not even in the room. Right. Yep. So we're working on it. But we'll keep you guys posted. Hey, man, in the meantime, I want to remind you guys, you're watching Shop Talk. We go live every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, 50 floors below street level here at Cycle Source Magazine headquarters. It's 90 to 120 minutes, all the two-wheeled bullshit we can fit. Um, we do a little entertainment, some interviews, and we usually start the whole thing off with a segment we like to call the news.
First up in the news tonight, and this comes in from Fox 47 News, a Charlotte man's basement is filled with close to a million pieces of motorcycle memorabilia. And the dirty bastard that wrote this story and outed this cat to his wife, either that or his wife just passed away and he can finally talk about it. (laughs) I just want to say, so is all of our basements and garages, but no one's going to write about it, dumbass. (laughs) Charlotte, Michigan, pennants, training cars, posters, and motorcycle toys are some of the items in Wayne Cavernies, Cavernies, I'm terrible with this, motorcycle memorabilia collection, a collection that fills his basement. Anything that is old and has to do with motorcycles, it just gives me a rush, he said. There are close to a million items in his collection, some dating back to the 1890s, Caverny said, unsure how much his collection is worth. Like I said... Dirty bastard. She always don't, thought he yeah. had another woman locked down in that basement. Uh, don't come to our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you telling it. Then Holman, don't even don't even pipe up right now. Oh boy. All right. Next up in the news, and this we remember we reported back in Sturgis of the cute little kid on the side of the road with a lemonade stand that was you know raising money through donations. Well, hustler alert! Like right now. Eight-year-old raises over thirty-two thousand with free lemonade stand. Right on. <laughs> what? Listen, I'm not paying my vendor fee next year in Sturgis, and what I'm doing out there is going to have nothing to do. I'm going to do popsicles or some shit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it didn't. I don't know where the rest of it went, but he actually donated it to a charity. He no. did not keep thirty-two thousand. No, this is a, this is a great story. Obviously, I'm just being a, a smart ass, but I thought you guys would like yeah. to follow up on that because, you know, we talked about we we're like, oh, isn't that cute? You know, the kid is enterprising. <laughs> you don't yeah, know how much. Can you say? Wrong. Can you say hustle much? <laughs> All right. Next up, Apple says motorcycle vibrations can damage iPhone cameras. The iPhone won't be picking up good vibrations if you attach it to a bike. Hold off on purchasing that iPhone mount for your motorbike in a new Apple support post first seen by Mac rumors. The tech giant has warned that high amplitude vibrations, specifically those generated by high power motorcycle engines transmitted through handlebars, can damage iPhone's cameras. Okay, let's get to the crux here. <laughs> of the many things that you put your iPhone through, Apple decides to send out a public safety announcement or public awareness announcement on motorcycle vibrations. Are you effing kidding me right now? Are they trying to tell you something? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's still nothing that affects the camera when you're filming fat people in porn because that's going on every day. <laughs> Doesn't do anything to the lens, but doesn't even vi- hurt it. Yeah. The vibration from a motorcycle. Look out! <laughs> you might not want to touch Who your phone ever again. You? Okay, back to the news. Harley Davidson oh, will sell its retro-inspired e-bike by the end of 2021, only if they're going to be available in the United Arab Emirates. Because when you get down to here, pre-order it for six thousand dollars. Right? It's a yeah. bicycle, dude. Six. $1,000. Listen, think so. I hate to be the fly in the ointment, but it's cool. I'm fat, and it's hard for me to pedal a bike once in a while, but $6,000? It ain't, ain't $6,000 cool. Seriously, I'm buying two Sportster projects with that money. Yeah, right. And I'm still going to have two pizza. Two and a half if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah still, I can still afford pizza. Oh, my goodness. And anyway. gas to go pick them up. 
Right? Let me try to do my due diligence and get through this as an honest to God. There is no due diligence. Well, let me say it. Don't worry if you were disappointed that Harley-Davidson's first e-bikes didn't include that eye-catching vintage model as electric notes. Harley's Serial One brand now plans to sell a highly similar retro bike, the Mosh Tribute. You know what? And the name even makes me want to be even more spiteful and mean. Mosh Tribute. I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> Next. Okay. Next. Enough, enough of the electric bike stuff, I guess. I can't wait till they come out with that <clears throat> snowmobile. Oh, oh. Speaking of things that make me want to bang my head off the floor, Komodo says it's new Riders <laughs> Plus membership is the Amazon Prime for power sports enthusiasts. Oh, my God. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Mm. <laughs> Geared toward power sports enthusiasts, the Komodo family of brands is pleased to announce the launch of Riders Plus membership, RPM. See what they did there? Mm -hmm. That was catchy. The new membership program. Hey, I want to ask a serious question. How come Facebook doesn't ban our uh, our show for being? I don't know. When we do the gunshots and stuff, are they not listening? Are you not listening, Facebook? Well, (laughs) hey, I tried. (laughs) I tried um, typing out the message on the candle that I got yesterday. David on Crumb. Instagram today, and they took it down because it went against community standards. <laughs> David Cr- David Crumb, I lo- I love this. My my iPhone is ten years old. What are they smoking? Hey, speaking of speaking of Facebook community standards, how about Clint at Speed Freak? Yeah, tried to put a job posting out for an auto body technician, and they took his post down, and he's been arguing with them all week because he called it a body man, right? They said it was exclusionary or prejudicial. He was looking for a body, he was looking for a body man. Oh. The whole thing needs to go away with that. Everybody needs to let it go. Just anybody need a I job? How can you say yeah, that? Right. Any clear? Look, can you sand shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the news. So um, let me finish off this story. The new membership program will span the company's portfolio brands, which include Revzilla, Cycle Gear, JMP Cycles, and Rever, providing premium benefits and experience for the motorcycle, e-bike, and scooter enthusiasts. The Rider Plus membership is designed to elevate the power sports enthusiast shopping and customer experience by providing access to various perks and benefits, such as free two-day shipping for purchases across the Komodo family of brands, generous cashback opportunities, 10% off discounts, or early access to release releases from exclusive brands such as Built, Racks, Sedici, Speed Metal, Money for us. Street and Money Steel, Stockton Tools. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't get paid for any of that. I don't know what you're excited about. I didn't, I didn't catch in the subliminal on that, but everybody was saying I kept hearing somebody saying money for us. Anyway, you can check it out at motorcycle.com if you want to read more about it. But I was just saying specifically about you know Komodo wanting to be the Amazon of motorcycles. We just had this conversation. It's so funny. Yeah, how do they get away with like saying no? Were you talking about the little magic eight ball or? Uh, I have a big. I have a big ball. <laughs> one big ball just one <laughs> hey man so i want to remind He's a you guys uniballer. i want to remind you guys this is not all they do. yeah rob nussbaum will they will they install too yeah. dennis mason jr hello felicia it's the first person that's ever reciprocated i like, I like it <laughs> i want to remind you guys that this is not the only thing we do shop talk is connected to a 25 year national 
print magazine, Cycle Source. Um, we're proud to put that out all the time. Getting ready to celebrate our 25th anniversary at the beginning of the year as the calendar page is turned. But we're going to launch a new segment just started this month. Tell us what you guys think about it. It's a little thing we're going to call Out of Focus. that I just finished for a uh, friend of mine. Um, I actually I traded the, the work on building this bike for my shop truck, my 68 C10 pickup. So um, I just, it came together, he had this old pickup that I, I really, I saw it on the back of his rollback. I mean, it was in rough shape. It still looks rough, but it's a good running truck and it's a good driving truck. But um, I went up to his shop to look at it and He's got rat rods and motorcycles and stuff. And when we got back in the back, um, he had an old Ironhead Sportster and a swing arm frame, had you know, a few odds and ends on it, and he had this rigid frame sitting there beside it. And he said, one of these days, he said, I'm gonna get time and I'm gonna build me a chopper out of that. So we just, we talked and messed around a little bit there and when it was um, getting ready to leave, and I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll take that Sportster and that frame home with me and I'll build you a motorcycle for that truck. And he said, I'll do you one better. He said, I'll load everything up on my rollback and bring it to your house for you. So that's how this all came about. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the frame is. It was like, say, it was one he had there. I don't really know its origins or anything. Um, gas tank that I had off of a fuel-injected Sportster. We filled, I put a, uh, a flat bottom in it and filled the, uh, the tunnel. Uh, used TC Brothers seat and fender for it. That's actually, if you, that short sissy bar is the original sissy bar off of Brother Love, my chopper. And um, when I was doing it, I just I stuck it on there. I had to shorten it a little bit, but I stuck it on there and I sent him a picture. I said, do you want a short sissy bar or a long one? He said, I like that one. I said, well, that's, that's the one we'll use. He, he painted it himself. He, he does paint work in his shop. And he said, this, this really tested his limits on because he wanted a, um, a gold lace inlay on it, not something really bold out, but just kind of a, a, a subtle effect. To be honest, when he told me he was going to, I mean, red was fine. When he told me he was going to paint the frame red too, I thought this is going to be way too much red. And when I started putting it together and started putting all the chrome on it, I thought, this is perfect. This is just, you know, in your face 70s custom chopper. Fender's a TC Brothers, um, RJ Cutting Edge Custom, cut the battery box for me. It's a Moto Iron Springer. Wheels, because wheels right now are impossible to find, I scrounged up. RJ hooked me up with one and Terry Summers hooked me up with another one to get a, a decent set of wheels on it. And then it had the early um, Kian Butterfly style Screaming Eagle carburetor on it. And I really, because it went with the air, I really wanted to keep using or use that carburetor again. So um, I cleaned it up, went through it. And so it's got the original um, air cleaner that it had on it. Um, Terry Summers helped me with the car because I was having some issue with it. And got it running and it's, you know, it's working out great on it. Forward controls, I used the TC Brothers 
um, their kit, their builder's kit. And it worked out pretty nice because I happened to have a, uh, a newer master cylinder, so I was able to, to incorporate it into it. And then I had him, he's, he's fairly tall, had him come down, set on it, figured out where we wanted it, and was able to make the kit together. I wanted to use the square block switches with it, but we all know what those are like and what a fight it is to get them to work and everything. So yeah, I, I upgraded to a little more modern switch housings and everything on it for him. And it, it keeps the bike enjoyable. So you're not constantly, you know, adjusting points or, or fighting with those little switches to get them work. You can just go out there and start it up. And I, I rubber mount tanks all I, anymore. That's exactly or always how I do them now. I just, it works out. It saves, especially on an iron head. We know how those vibrate. So having a rubber mount really saves a lot of stuff there. I told him when I deliver it, I'm just going to stick it in the back of my pick of that pickup. I'm going to drive to the shop and do a big burnout in front of the shop with the bike in the bed of the truck. Okay, so that's our new segment, Out of Focus. Um, the cool thing about that is you're going to be able to see those same motorcycles that we're doing the uh, the video feature of you. We'll be able to see the full feature in Cycle Source Magazine. So that's something to look forward to. Um, one thing I want to bring up while we were uh, playing the segment, well, first of all, Dennis Stauber say that's awesome. I was going to build a bike, build a chopper out of a sporty tool. I tried to start it was killing my knee. I gave it away. That's a lot like the look that we're going for with that motorcycle, though. And you're going to be building that bike with us. So you're not out of the woods on that one. Uh, at the same time that we were running the promo or the segment, Walter Coro made us aware of another news segment that I want to get to. If you didn't have enough reason to be pissed off at Mayor Bill de Blasio, New York, <laughs> New York Police Department crushes illegal dirt bikes after wave of bus. We're not playing games, Mayor Bill de Blasio said before bulldozers crushed a line of confiscated illegal dirt bikes. Now, wait a minute illegal were they stolen i mean if they were used in illegal activities that still doesn't i don't understand how they had the right so to do this I, well i read the article new york oh, has made she, are you bikes. implying that i didn't read the article <laughs> I read another article. Okay. so in new york city dirt bikes and atvs are just illegal you are yeah. not allowed to have them in the city Minimum fine is five hundred dollars and loss, loss of the, of the bike. Yeah. Wow. But again, you don't think that they could find a way to sell those things off and make <laughs> money for the city? Instead, hey. they drive a bulldozer over them. Listen, give them to underprivileged kids. Here's right? the question: exhaust pipe or crack pipe? Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Light. Excuse me, but lighten the f up and don't tell me what I can and cannot right. ride. Yeah. Right. Anyway, man, uh, I want to be clip. He goes on to say, I want to be very clear to anyone out there who has an illegal dirt bike. Don't even think about it because New York Police Department will find out and will crush it. He that, said, that right simple as that. We're not playing shit. games. Oh, that makes me so mad. Wait, look at the video. You really want to get pissed off, man. Uh, yeah, play the video. I want to how upset it's the guy was and had like to run the bulldozer. Wait, talking, talking, talking. And like they're proud of it too. See, these are the guys that oh. weren't allowed. They they weren't allowed to ride motorcycles when they were kids, yeah. and now they're getting even. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That's enough, man. That was the news. Um, we we do that. Like I said, this is shop talk. It's part of what we do. And the other part of what we do are guests. Sometimes very interesting and informative. And we're thinking tonight's guest 
Mr. Dave Nichols is going to be off the hook for you guys. He's got some killer stuff to tell you about Easy Rider Magazine coming back. So let's get him on the line. What's going on, buddy? I can't believe they crushed those bikes. <laughs> How about it, right? It's nuts. I can't believe it. What do you think? It's I like I said. It. They they weren't allowed to ride motorcycles when they were kids, so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably still not allowed. Yeah, right? So <laughs> yeah. while we were in Sturgis, I got to see, and I don't know how many people realize that this went on. This was this was a, a very, very honored procession that we got to be a part of at mondo's old school chopper show or the school's out chopper show at the buffalo chip when you reassumed the manual command at easy riders and put the ring on do you have the you have the ring with you today obviously right there absolutely, it is absolutely there it is now nice. t- tell the story <laughs> yeah so the way this works is uh, back in the early 70s when easy riders was out we had these wacky people uh, working there, and, and you couldn't really tell who was an editor and who wasn't an editor. And um, as the story goes, uh, Rip, who was Rip Rose, uh, who was a one percenter, he was in Daytona Beach, Florida during Bike Week, and there were guys running around saying that they were from Easy Riders magazine and asking girls to show everybody their tits. So Rip heard this, and Rip knew those guys were not from Easy Riders magazine. So he went over to them. He took their cameras. He took all, all the film out of the cameras, no. right, and threw it away. And he says, don't ever, ever do that again. And so at that time, when he got back to the office, they said, well, we got to have a way for people to know that you're from Easy Riders. So they made these rings that were the the logo the skull logo we call it and uh and there were only like a dozen of those made by uh wango bango back in the day and so if you were an editor of easy writers you got the ring right and and they're the only ones that exist so people like david mann when he passed he's laid to rest wearing his ring wow so it's it's not like these are yeah exactly right so it's kind of a cool story and um you know when when they stopped doing easy riders and i no longer had a job um i stopped wearing the ring but uh, in sturgis this year now that easy riders is coming back i put the ring back on right there in front of chris and everybody and uh it's a it's a whole new thing man it's going to be very cool well, listen, I got I to gotta say this in front of God and everyone, too. If, if anyone out there thinks, because I've had people come up to me about different magazines closing and, you know, through all the hard times that we've gone through with, with print media, I've had people come up and they're like, oh, it's good news, right? And I'm like, no, it's not good news. Like, you don't understand for a magazine like Easy Riders, Easy Riders, you know, in, in a time and in a lot, a large part of the history of motorcycles, the custom motorcycle scene, the chopper scene, a large part of that, man, like none of the straights wanted anything to do with us. So 
our history were con- was contained in those pages. Those were the stories of our family and our, you know, generations of the people that built this stuff. Lifestyle. It's absolutely yeah. more important than, you know, some kind of contest, some kind of bullshit contest that's going on for business. So, no, I'm not happy about any of the magazines because each magazine has its own perspective on all that. You know, so especially with this magazine, because you guys kind of you launched the yeah, whole the whole revolution the of this yeah, opened the door. Yeah, it's it's true. You know, uh, at the time, the only magazines that were out there, I think um, Roth had, you know, colors was out there for a short time. Yep. And then uh, and that's where David Mann came from. He was working for uh, Ed Roth. But um, the whole idea of Easy Riders was always that it was about the people who ride the, the motorcycles. It wasn't just a, a nuts and bolts magazine like, you know, like Cycle World or Motorcyclists or something like that, where it's like, we're going to we're going to take these two new bikes and we're going to put them up against each other and see which one's best. It wasn't about that. It was about the lifestyle and the people who are out there and really living to ride, who really had the heart and soul for it. Right. And that was the whole point. It was a lifestyle magazine. And so, you know, uh, Joe Teresi, who was the, the publisher, he's 80 years old now. A couple of years ago, he decided to sell the magazine. And, of course, at the time, nobody wanted to buy a publishing company, um, as you can imagine. And so he ended up selling to a Canadian company. And, you know, they're interested in having Easy Riders blue jeans and, and clothing lines and things of that nature, but not so much uh, carry forth with the publishing side of things. So um, there's a publisher in New York named Ray Pelosi, and Ray had worked with Joe on that product that you were talking about, Chris, which is you can now purchase um, like a little thumb drive that has every Easy Riders ever ever produced yeah this is important this is important too because we already got comments in in the comment feed we have questions about who has the archives well here they are yeah you can actually own every issue every page is on this this digital format and you can look at at all of them you can you can have every issue of easy writers um i think it's like 60 bucks Yep. Um, anyway, the, the guy who produced this is Ray Pelosi, and he be- befriended Joe. And first thing you know, they're talking about doing a, a magazine called Classic Easy Riders. And so Classic Easy Riders is basically Easy Riders the way you remember it back in the day, right? It's got the great bike features, bobbers and choppers and great pans and shovels and stuff like that. It's got several... Uh, big events like the first issue is going to have the 81st running a Sturgis in it and uh, and and unusual things too you know we went to the Tennessee uh, motorcycle and music revival Mike Lichter went to uh, an event in Russia where it was like ice racing I mean there's all kinds of stuff from all over the world that's going to be in classic easy riders and it's a monthly magazine it's a paper magazine also has a digital component so that for people who subscribe, you can get just the paper, you can get just the digital, or you can get both. And um, there's all kinds of stuff that we're doing for the the first issue is going to be out in December. 
December 7th. It'll be on the newsstands. And it's going to have, you know, all the things that you liked about Easy Riders, except there will be no nudity. And the way that we're uh, treating women is completely different from the way they were treated in Easy Riders years ago, where they were just sort of like candy standing next to the motorcycle. Now we actually have people who ride and build bikes who are our cover girls who talk about riding and what right it means on. to them. And, it's a whole different take. That's, you know? that's that's been a big question since people have been finding out about this too. Is what what was going to happen with that? You know, whatever you want to call it, misogynistic overtones. You know, that's a question that comes up a lot. But here's a here's a big thing. I just want to say this real quick because I'm super excited. I just ordered the the uh, complete history because I'm imagining yeah. this is in digital content. This will give me the ability to make my own printout of every single piece of David Mann art for the garage. Yeah. Because that it's correct, it's sir. all in there. Dude, that's so badass. That's worth 60 bucks just in itself. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And in the new classic Easy Writers, there will be a David Mann in, in the middle of every issue. And we're going to start with, obviously, the Ghost Rider in yeah. the December issue. Because there's a whole generation who have never seen any of these, right? And we've got 300-something of these things. There it is. So, yeah, you're going to have um, Ghost Rider. And also, we're working on a deal so that when you subscribe for a year of Easy Riders, you get like a – it's not the, just the poster. It's it's like a silk flag oh, <laughs> of the Ghost Rider that you could put up in the garage. So that will be kind of cool. That's awesome, man. Let's, and also, we're, we're working on a sweepstakes, like we used to do a sweepstakes every year. We're working with Mondo from Denver's Choppers and Steve over at Paco. And we're going to have a sweepstakes where you, yes, you, and, and Chris, since you don't work for us, you can win this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It is an exact replica of the Captain America Chopper no from Easy Rider. That's with awesome. a real panhead motor, a real Harley Davidson panhead motor in it. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know what? Of course, so that's, of that's course, it's going to be the guys from Paco and Mondo that are right. signing on to do that stuff. But man, I, and I'll tell you what: like Mark and I both feel like we won. We won a sweepstakes already because yeah. when we saw the orange bike that that mondo had at um at the show and all over sturgis this year we were just I, I was dying i'm sending more pictures i'm like oh my god and like you know the trick that he did with that thing to look like the old time molded stuff. tank but it yeah. still it lifted yeah. off and you know i had made comments to him and he invited mark and i to come out we're building yeah. our 25th anniversary bike now and he invited us to come out and actually learn how to do the molding and stuff and that'll be that'll just like i can't wait to do it we're videotaping all that shit and i think the coolest part about all of this is that I mean, this is our history. As much as people like 25 years of cycle source and being shoulder to shoulder through most of this, dude, Easy Riders what weaned us into oh, this. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Your pictures and, you know, the bikes and, and it's take in the girls or not the girls, just the lifestyle. This was the life that we ran to. Yep. You know what I mean? Because like, we didn't fit anywhere else. And like he you said, know, like that, yeah. was, that was the important thing, man. And, you know, Heather, I know this is a little bit different for you for your. For your background, you know, you, you kind of came from a, a good family, you know, and like, and, and Mark had a good family yeah. too, but like the way we, the way we came up, like we were kind of misfits, you yeah. know, and that's how motorcycle people ended up together. 
you know, we, like we found our way into these these crazy families, and and it was it was publications like Easy Riders and the different events and stuff that that held Amazing. us all together. And they said everybody said, oh well, you can't, you know, they're coming back. It's competition, like Chris said. Dude, the more the merrier. Oh. That, that brings more life into let's it. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate yeah, this culture. Right. Absolutely, totally agree. Right, you get the, the blood pumping again. Yeah, right? you got to oh, get yeah. the blood pumping again. And it's and you know there's a whole generation of people that haven't seen some of this stuff. I'll tell you, this is a great story. I call it Billy Tenney. Billy Tenney is still wow. around. He's been shooting pictures, you know, for Easy Riders since like the third issue or something like that. And so I said, Billy. What you've got to have like all these archives of, of old images of all kinds of stuff, you know. And the second issue we're doing for January is a whole bit in there about the Chillicothe rodeo oh that just God. happened, right? There's Billy, nope. And uh, and Billy is going to share with the world all these cool rodeo shots that he's done from way back when. I mean, from, you know, 20, 30 years ago, some of this stuff, right? Yep. So you'll see, not only will you see the Chillicothe Rodeo from this year, but you'll see the his picks of the best rodeo pictures of all time. Oh, that's and cool. who the heck else can do that, yeah, right? Right, right, who right. Else can do that except uh, Easy Riders. So, yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff. We're going to have an in-the-wind section of readers' photos, but these are old. That's so these great. These are from way back. You know, so, a lot of people probably don't even understand that once upon a time, In the Wind actually came from the pages of the magazine. Like, it started as that section and became a right. whole magazine. They would send in pictures of, of the lifestyle, right? And it could be anything. It could be a guy passed out that you've poured ketchup all over, you know? <laughs> it could be anything. And so, yeah, uh, we, would, we would have this thing every month where there's six pages of In the Wind. And that turned into its own quarterly magazine. God bless uh, Kim Peterson for putting it out there all those years, right? Hey, so and, you, want, uh, you want to hear a funny story real quick about that? Yeah. So my first editorial advice ever, and this was like I was shaken when I got this, was from Keith Ball. And I waited oh, all sorry. weekend, all weekend. Keith was, you know, he, he had called me up before we were ending when, uh, when there used to be the Big Twin West. Right. And Keith, Keith said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta come out and I, you know, we need to talk. I need to give you some advice. First thing he did was hand me a copy of Skrunk and White's critique on style. So that was awesome because I learned there should be no extra words in a sentence, which I needed a lot back then. But then he looked at me and in all seriousness, we're loading out. Like I'm thinking I'm always oh, blowing me off. And and he finally makes time for me. He says, okay, this is it. Are you ready? And I'm like, I'm waiting for the heavens to open and trumpets to play. And he looks me square in the face and he says, Chris, nobody ever went anywhere. And in my young drug addled mind, I'm searching for some kind of reference. Like, please, dear God, let me, this guy is my hero. Please let me figure out what it is he's trying to tell me. And I just said, like, eventually I was like, look, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, we go places all the time. He said, yeah, but you don't go somewhere. He said, you slid into the bar or you exploded on the scene. He said, you got to start painting a picture for people so that even if they don't have your pictures and they see your words. So fast forward to, you know, 15 years later and like, thank God I'm, I'm great friends with Keith and he's been such an influence on my life. But I get volume one, issue one of in the wind 
And this was yeah. this was Keith's first big assignment, right? So <laughs> yeah. I call him up one day, and I'm I'm doing like we would have these regular calls where we just get together and bitch like two old guys about stuff. And I call him up, and I'm like, hey man, I said, how about some of these cats? You know, call themselves editors of magazines. He goes, yeah. He said, you know, blah blah blah. And I said, listen to this. And I start reading his first editorial. And dude, <laughs> it's full of all kind of write-ons, groovies, the party bro, and like, you know, all of this stuff. And I get about halfway through it. He goes, those are my goddamn words, aren't they? <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> that is terrific. Yeah, Keith um, has written several books, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... And he had our um, our copy editor at the time was Lisa Pettisini, and he had her go through those and 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 correct them, right? And she would come into my office and go, you got to see this sentence. <laughs> so what? She goes, <clears throat> the left-turned dragon reared its ugly vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, wait, here's, here's our copy editor who has had to put up with some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She like, turned the page, she goes, look at this one. She goes, her religion didn't make her any bigger than a nickel. <laughs> no idea what that means. Her, uh, her, parents, her parents were oblong. <laughs> uh, so awesome. there you have. No, I so love glad I'm not that. his copy editor. Nope. <laughs> I, I would never have gotten the job uh, if it weren't for Keith Bald because he he brought me in and uh, and got me working on a bunch of magazines. Well, and uh, and I have, um, I have a question about that along with like a, a thousand other questions about that whole thing back in the day. Cause I cannot imagine, I know when we were in the early stages of cycle source and we would have, we would have company meetings. It literally was the person who was holding on to the tequila or the whiskey I was bottle. Say, is that what you called those? You, yeah. Oh, you had right. to be holding the bottle to, to have to a turn talk. to speak. Yeah. I can't imagine what those early days were like for you guys. Well, I'll tell you, um, this is this is a story that Ken Peterson told me because this was before my time of, of showing up there in you know nineteen ninety one and that was that you know Kim had been there for years by that point and Lou Kimsey was the brain behind Easy Riders yeah. if you liked the weird humor and how wacky and odd it was the drug references all the different things that made it unique back in the day. It was Lou. That was purely Lou, right? So they would do this magazine once a month, but they'd wait until the last two days before Blue Line to, <laughs> to even have a magazine. So, so all the guys would come into the office, right? And Lou had this guy that carried his briefcase for him, and he puts the briefcase on the desk and opens Lou opens it up and he goes okay uh Chris yeah you you like the hashish with the reds <laughs> I remember right and Heather, you you like LSD but you like it with a little peyote in it that's for you and um, he would hand this stuff out and go okay everybody let's get creative oh, God. <laughs> and that's how they did it 
Oh my god, that's great. See, we weren't too far off. No, no, we really weren't. There's some stories we're not going to tell here tonight, I'll tell you that. But listen, one of the questions I have about those early days too is is early Keith Ball because Keith is such I don't I don't think we real, realize what a what a treasure we have in him. And he is such a fantastic intellectual. Like every time I get on the phone with him, it's good for an hour or two. It just saying hello and goodbye. Was he was he always like that? Because I mean, he was kind of a thug in the beginning too, right? Yeah, I mean, early on, he was uh, you know trying to to be in a in a major club, and um, I know that didn't go over well with the the people who owned the magazine because you know you know as well as I do, you have to really uh, be conscientious especially back in the 70s and 80s, to, to not say anything in, in print that's going to get you in trouble with any club because you yeah. can't be too nice to one without being equally nice to another one. Yep. And you're going to piss somebody off no matter what you do. you got to be very cool about it, right? And so they were saying, you know, really, Keith, really this isn't working out too well with you, you, know, you uh, prospecting for this club. And, um, yeah, when he, in the early days, you know, he was a badass. I mean, when I was working there, and this was like 91, I walked in, and Keith had the killer office with, get this, folks, you walk in, and there's a, a frame sitting, right? Not the pirate guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a frame, there's a frame sitting and there's a panhead motor in it and a transmission, yeah. and there are pipes that come up and out through a glass oval, right? And and ape hangers that come up through the glass, and in the middle of the glass is his computer. So this is his desk every day, yeah. right? And one day I walked in there and I put I was putting something down on his desk, and so I walked around to where he would be sitting. So when he he came in, he would see it. He'd sit down, and it was right there in front of him, right? I looked down, and the other side of that motor, there was a hollow space down there, right? And I looked down, and there's a loaded gun in there. <laughs> and it's like, he's not screwing around, man. If somebody comes in and gives him any crap, he's going to just shoot him. <laughs> you know? And he had um, his, this was great, the conference table was a real cast iron cell door with with the bars in it right yeah with glass over the top of it and all the seats were motorcycle seats that were like you know like bar stools and that's where they had their meetings yep. and i said man i have come to the right place <laughs> i can say probably one of my highlights was getting to go to his garage office well, he we, still we has that there. same desk, yeah. Dude, the, everything that like his yep. the stuff he collects is amazing. Like you can't you can't stop looking. Your your neck hurts. You have to go back the next day because you don't have enough time to yep. see everything. Everything in that place is just freaking awesome. I could imagine that back yeah. in what the ni early nineties. That have been awesome. Yeah, everything was custom. He had in our offices. He had at least four beautiful custom choppers that were his that were just in the office you know you'd walk by and oh there's dicey knuckle and you know here there's the one pat kennedy built for him oh. and, which rick owns now 
You know, I mean, amazing. And David Mann was, you know, a couple miles away. Joe Teresi owned this place that had been like a, a golf uh, resort. And so Dave Mann lived there. Mm. And you could go and there was a trailer and there was Dave and Jackie in there. And you'd go up and he'd say, oh, you know, I need some ideas for this next uh, centerfold. You know, what are you thinking? You could sit down with him and go, well, what if you did this or what if you did that? And he'd start sketching. I mean, come on, that is like amazing, right? Mm -hmm. yes, and sir. all those people you, know, you, you see on the masthead, it's like we had the ultimate reality TV series. You know, all, all we needed to do was turn a camera on because we had every crazy character imaginable yep. working there. It was exactly as terrific as you think it is. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's, you yeah. know, like to, to go back to that Mark saying about his kids, this is how we came up. Yeah. You know, it really was, man. Like I, I can remember clear as day sneaking magazines and i had a little stash man where i would keep them because of you know we're getting to see boobies and stuff too but yeah. i was just as excited to see the the miraculous mother cartoon yep you know because it was it was it was a cultural it was a cultural What's thing <laughs> no i think that was the boss lady that was the office phone uh -oh. sorry so um, we, we had a we had a couple questions come in um, in the comment box, and I'm trying to get to you guys as much, as fast as we can. But we we got a great conversation going on here. One of them, uh, somebody asked if I can find it here. What happened to the the golden chopper? I can't find your name. Yeah. If you put a, a a comment up again, maybe I can get to you. Oh, here it is, Man, Robert what Stubbs. Happened with the movie. What happened with the movie and the golden bike? Good time, Charlie was finishing before he passed. R.I.P. So that bike was actually raffled off for $20 tickets. Um, all of the proceeds, thanks to the, the uh, generous nature and goodwill of Dennis Sanfilippo, was, uh, all the proceeds went to the Sturgis Hall of Fame and Museum in Charlie's honor. And uh, I believe you had the total on that, right, Heather? How much was raised? It was just around $13,000. Yeah. So that was everybody Everybody in that picture was involved. You know, Mondo, the guys from Paco's, the guy from SNS, like I said, Dennis Sanfilippo. You know, everyone helped push that thing along. And uh, it, I'll tell you what, when we went on stage that night, boy, that was one of the hardest messages I ever delivered. Like, it was the hardest thing to talk about Charlie and that bike and everything. You know, it was when that crowd lit up, because I said to them, one of Charlie's favorite things was the fact that there's no place in the world that you get applause like you do at the Buffalo Chip. And not for the sheer number of people, because they applaud with that the rev of the motor. And I said, so, you know, do this one for Charlie, man. And when I did, that that place went crazy. It shook the ground. And I just thought about, like, the, the gravity of that. You know, it was such a perfect moment. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, working with him on that movie was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Because literally, he would call me up and say, okay, I was thinking of this next scene, man, you know, this next scene, this dude comes in and he goes, do, 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 and this guy goes, uh, uh, you know, and, and then they go off and they, uh, they go to this bar, right? And, you know, you, you'll figure it out. And so, <laughs> so then I'd, I'd sit down and I'd write it up and I'd send it back to him and he'd go, yeah, that's perfect. That's right. And, and then he'd have the next scene, you know. And they were going to ride down to Louisiana, and we're going to, you know, it's like, okay. 
And that's that movie turned out to have an actual story. And it's yeah. it's not bad. I've seen uh, the finished cut of the film. And I think Dennis is going to put it out there on um, uh, Amazon Prime. And you're going to be able to buy, uh, you know, DVDs to the thing and Blu-rays and stuff like that. But it's not a bad movie. It really, I mean, it marries the love of motorcycles and the blues. I mean, it, it's purely Charlie. And it it ends up the way it's cut. We had to do a little bit different ending because we had finished shooting the movie and then Charlie died, right? Yeah. So there's, there's this whole ending that we made kind of a tribute to Charlie where you see him riding this bike you know and it it says on screen what happened and i mean it's it's just like it'll it'll bring tears to your eyes truly <laughs> it's, it's something else so hopefully within a few months that will be out in the world and we can uh we yeah. can talk about rough boy well, well we'll definitely push it and i mean that was the that was the second endeavor for charlie as far as a, a motorcycle lifestyle major motion picture and i mean I can still remember when he was coming around with that. It was like, you know, Charlie, to his credit, he figured out a lot of this stuff about digital media and social media. He was doing it before any of us were, you know, but he always seemed like, you know, a, a, a phrase that people use to describe me sometimes, the crazy cat lady, you know, and like he would walk around with his phone and, hey, let, let's go. You're, you're on the air with me. Come on. And he'd walk over to you and interview right there on the spot. But when he started talking about the movie thing, I started to realize like at first it seemed a little bit crazy, but then you realize that like this was our generation's turn to have a culturally based film that was going to highlight the people of the time, you know, because Beaner was in it and Barry was in it and like on down the list, you, you made a list, Nicky Boots and all these different guys that like that, you know, this is our generation's record of, of who was who, right? Yeah. I mean, Dave Perowitz is in there. There's, there's so many people from the industry in, in rough boys and in, and in rebel on the highway, you know? And, uh, yeah, he, um, he had this idea. <clears throat> he saw, he has, he saw a TV show where they were talking about, uh, that book, the secret and how this guy had an idea to bury these secret like treasures all over the country. Yeah. And you would have, have to buy the book, to, and, and read this poem and look at this painting to figure out what city this one treasure is in. And he goes, we could do that in the movie. And <laughs> Yeah, okay. So the whole idea was, as you're watching the film throughout the movie, there are clues throughout the movie that tell you where that gold chopper was going to be. Mm. And then at the end of it, you're going to go to a website and you're going to say where you think it is. And the first person who really got it correct was going to win that gold chopper. Yep. And so that's, that's the whole thing. And, and obviously, after he passed, Dennis says, I'm not going to do that. I just, want to, I just want to do something good with it, give it away at the chip, you know, and have the proceeds go to, uh, to the Hall of Fame. Well, and I'll tell so you what, we had, the, we had the young man that won that motorcycle on. I honestly can tell you, that it it couldn't have went to a better place because he's he is a chopper guy through and through you know second generation at least from what i can tell and he's going to ride that thing till the day dies i bet 
That's what you want. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. And what a great because tribute, we, too, to him. To, to, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't get any better than that. Yes, sir. No. So we have uh, no, the, the very distinct pleasure of having Mr. Mondo Porus on with us. Um, always great when Mondo drops by the show, and he says, ask Dave about his part in the Biker Build-Off series on Discovery. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, friends, you may remember... <laughs> The uh, Discovery Channel had a couple of interesting things happen. One is they had this show on uh, in which Jesse James was seen making a, a tank with his bare hands, right? <laughs> he's smashing this thing and he's making this tank. Well, the way these TV shows originally happened is that um, there was a videotape editor named Hugh King that edited the Easy Riders videos way back in the day. Hugh got a job. I didn't know that. Um, at, yeah, yeah. He, he got a job at a production company with Tom Beers. And Beers had this idea to do a TV series called On the Inside, which was basically weird uh, occupations that people have. So they did one episode on a rodeo clown. They did another episode on um, an, an underwater welder, okay? And so Hugh called me and said, uh, we want to do a show on a young custom bike builder. It's got to be in Southern California. Got to have a lot of attitude. And I said, come with me. I took him down to Jesse's place, and I said, see the pit bulls? See the shark tank, <laughs> see all the weird, you know, welding stuff going on here with like spider webs and whatnot. And, you know, Jesse was being Jesse and he said, okay, yeah, that's a show. And they, they did this show is on the inside motorcycle mania. Mm. It went out there. It was the highest rated show on any cable network ever. Yeah. So they decided to do motorcycle mania two, motorcycle mania three. And that spun into Monster Garage. And then they decided, well, we should do more motorcycle-related TV shows because people like that. Separately from all that, um, Pilgrim Productions was doing uh, a pilot for American Chopper with the Tuttles. And the pilot was not about throwing wrenches and yelling at the kid. It was just uh, about building a bike. Yeah. But this one scene where senior got angry and threw a wrench and yelled at the kid and they went more of that we want more of that go and get us more of that and so they built the show around him yelling at the kid and then that was on the air well all this is going on and the the woman in charge of discovery channel was a woman named uh, jane root and she didn't like these shows she hated them she called them testosterone tv she wanted the network to go back to being about like planet Earth, about science and nature and stuff that would be, you know, a little bit more analytical and maybe forward thinking than guys throwing wrenches at each other. So she had this agenda to get rid of all those shows. At the same time, we were doing a show called The Great Biker Build-Off. And what would happen is, the, the producers of the show didn't know anything about motorcycles. So they would call me up and say, okay, here's what we need. We need a guy in the north and a guy in the south. We need one of them to be an old guy, one of them to be a young guy. 
and uh, they battle it out. Each builds a bike, and we ride it somewhere, and then people vote to, to see who wins that episode, who had the better bike. <clears throat> so I said, okay, Dave Perowitz against Billy Lane. <laughs> you know, it's no... You got Dave Parowitz up there in New Hampshire. You got, you know, Billy down in Florida, young against old, total different building styles. Yeah. And so every episode, literally, Hugh would say, okay, who's next? And so all these people that had been in Easy Riders ended up being on the, the Biker Build-Off show, and, and Mondo was one of them. You know, and and people would bike builders would call me and go, "How do I how do I get in that show?" You know, that's <laughs> like, well, you got to be able to build a really good bike in about seven days. Can you do that? <laughs> so, I, I think the coolest thing of that whole story was. Did you ever notice every time somebody says Dave Pierwitz's name, they talk like Dave Pierwitz? <laughs> like it never, it, dude, it never fails. It's so fantastic. Oh man! Yeah, there's Dave Pierwitz. And there's and Ron Finch. Yeah, there's right. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hey, Chris, you got to see this new bike that I'm building. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's so yeah, cool. I mean, that's all part of the fun, right? What a, what a cool story, though, to, of the backside. Oh, yeah. I mean, go figure. Mondo pitches in for one second, changes the whole. Like, you know, he reads people's mind. He changed the whole perspective on that just by one comment. So listen, one comment. Rob Nussbaum says, so uh, they fired Jane. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> like right after the next show took off like wildfire, they fired Jane, of course. Yeah, but not before the damage had been done. And I'll tell you, it was a, a lot of damage because when they pulled all of those motorcycle-related shows off of Discovery Channel. Yeah. Think about what happened in the industry. Oh, yeah. That yeah, it does the, same time, the whole banking scandal happened, right? Yep. And all those people that took their home equity money and got a $35,000 big dog, it stopped overnight, yeah. right? I mean, all of a sudden, choppers weren't cool anymore, and, and they weren't on TV, and... It just started going downhill. It went back to being the way it was before all that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there was a time. There was a time when the coolest thing that that could happen to you if you were a custom bike builder was to get your bike on the cover of a chopper magazine. Yeah. Then that went away because then the coolest thing was to be on the Biker Build-Off show or to be on, you know, some some show that's a, a chopper type show and then that all went away and then it got to be really cool to be on a, in a magazine cover again yeah, you know nope. oh, goodness. yeah so you had a couple pictures that you sent in um that i make i want to make sure that we get to 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 take a look at i'm assuming this is stuff from the the upcoming premiere issue yeah there's some some pictures that we did there's a there's a picture of mondo's chopper that's a beautiful uh, chopper that oh, yeah. uh, looks like a chip bike. You see the paint? <laughs> yeah. This was one and, of the uh, two in Sturgis that were like, they were just epic, epic choppers. Perfect example yeah. of that, that whole era. Well, and, and now here's something. This is Mara. And a lot of people know Mara. She's a tattoo artist in Los Angeles. And she is pictured with Paul Cox's gorgeous 
uh, Indian custom bike that was at Mike Lichter's show. Okay, so the difference here, folks, is this is shot outside, and that's something you hardly ever saw with Easy Riders in the 90s and 2000s was everything was shot in a studio. And, um, and the, the publisher, Ray uh, Pelosi, decided this is where we need to go. And, and the women who are pictured on the covers actually ride motorcycles. Yeah, they actually know what they're talking about, you know. And so here we got a beautiful Indian bike and and Mara, and these are these are just uh, different ideas for covers. Uh, don't know which one will actually be the real cover, but uh, just to just to whet your appetite. So, hey, I know that guy. So good though to see that that traditional masthead again, man. Like it just. That's so badass. Yeah, that that's history right there. Yep. And I'll tell you, yeah, if if you're a magazine and you have a problem with that, you're jealous yeah, you or need, you're you scared. Need to, you need to check yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. You need to think about what you're saying. Yeah, well, it's, and it's it's all going to be real stuff and real people and no nonsense. You know, it's it's what it it originally was. It's what it should be, and that's what you'll be getting, folks, if you subscribe today to ClassicEasyWriters.com. <laughs> You know, and it's funny because, you know, we noticed that there, David Crumb posted, can, you know, can you move the girl out of the way to see more of the bike? And it's funny because years ago it was like, you know, the people whipped that magazine open solely to look at the girl, you know, in some cases. But now it's like the, everybody's feeling that political correctness, the, oh, you yeah. know, the empowerment and, you know, the women riders and this and that. And is a joke. Oh, move her out of the way so I can see more of the bike. But it's cool that people actually see that, you know, like there is more to that girl than just you know, her standing there naked and there's a motorcycle. So, you know, it's nice listen, that it has I'm changed. Like, I might be unpopular for saying this, but I'm okay with celebrating a little bit of toxic masculinity. Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, of course, just the same as the same as I, I, you know, I'm okay with celebrating a little bit of toxic femininity. Like, yeah, go get some. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it, if it's a problem, that's, that's a different story, but come on, let's, let, let's be who we are, right? Yeah, and on top of that, there is still as much beauty in the bike as there is in the woman that's with the bike. I mean, it's just how classy you put it forward. You're just saying, yeah, you're afraid that girl's going to see you out somewhere and smack you in the mouth. Oh, that's the problem. How about five across your lips? <laughs> I'll go home, Dane will do it. I ain't got nothing to worry about. So I'm golden. Right on, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us tonight. And, uh, I'm hoping, you know, we always had a great relationship between the two magazines. I'm hoping that, you know, that continues and we get to, to do even more together. Um, anything that you guys need that we can possibly provide an extra hand, a shoulder to cry on when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> As you have always been there for us, my man, we'll be there for you too. But thank you. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Oh, you bet, Chris. And, and same, same right back at you, buddy, because uh, we're, we're all in this together. That's it. That's for sure. That's yeah. it. All right, man. Well, we'll, be, we'll get you on here again soon and, uh, and continue this conversation, but good luck to you for sure. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. All righty. Yeah. So that's, that's the news, man. The news is Easy Riders is back. Um, 
I can't I can't wait to see what's going on. There's a there's a thousand other questions about what's going to happen from here, but I think I'm most excited about the fact that like you can buy every single issue yeah. in the digital copy and you know for nothing else. Like imagine putting like the old Red Rider artwork in frames to put up on the garage and you know miraculous mother stuff and eventually Red Rider but you know morphs into a what white line Willie and yeah god We're all that stuff all that stuff was great <laughs> it was great hey listen I want to remind you guys you're watching Shop Talk um, we are going a little long tonight because it was good conversation you know and we follow that where it goes but we go live with this show every Sunday nine p.m. Eastern through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. And if you will stick around for just two and two, we're going to come back. We got some product stuff for you and we're going to cut you guys loose. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Shop Talk. Everything we do at the track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt. You can see how bad these guys want it. A race to the line! For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Hey, it's Billy from Twisted Team. We're live in Sturgis, and you're watching Shop Talk. We're the Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. We understand the challenges riders face every day. As riders, we want to share the road and be seen by motorists. Remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being. That's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness. We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Have you built a bike you'd like to show off? Would you like it showcased on an awesome website and have a shot at some sick prizes? Then GarageBuild wants to see your ride. It's super easy. Just go to garagebuild.com, enter your information, and share your stories. Don't forget to upload your photos and videos and tell us what it took to build your ride. Your build could be featured on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, and some might even make it into Cycle Source magazine. Everyone that submits a build will receive a free GarageBuild hat and a chance at a $250 Dennis Kirk gift card. After you've entered your build, support your fellow builders by rating and commenting on your favorite bikes. If you're not a builder and you still want to participate in the action, go to view the builds on Garage Build's site. Let the owners know what you think of their unique rides by rating and commenting. Enter your email address for a chance to win a $100 Dennis Kirk gift card. Don't forget to follow Garage Build on Facebook and Instagram. You just might see your ride featured. There's gonna be two contests per year. So head over to DennisKirk'sGarageBuild.com now for your chance to win. I'm Dylan with Dennis Kirk. We'll see you guys next time.
little bit off on the, co- the count on that one. But, hey, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and you are watching Shop Talk. I want to give a big shout-out to all of our sponsors, not least of which to say Dennis Kirk for helping us get this show out every week. If you dig what we're doing here, participate in the show, man. That's all we're asking. Uh, put your comments up, like and share, get it out further and further as we go on, and we'll keep doing it. But uh, tonight, pretty good show, right? Gonna, Dennis Kirk is going to save your ass again this week. We got some parts we got to get over. <laughs> and that's that's how it happened. That's how that's how bike. that's how the relationship got tighter and tighter with Dennis Kirk because I am last minute ass on fire all the time. And if you guys have dealt with them, like phew, Heather's not kidding. They save me time and time again. Hey, along with the uh, the tech we do here, feature bikes, the entertainment that we try to provide you guys with, we uh, we usually have a little new product segment. I want to go to the reels right now and hit you up something from Fueling. Hey, this is Chris with CycleSource Magazine's Grease and Gears Garage, and we're in the shop today for a new product spotlight. Today's new product spotlight is on the Fueling HP Plus 465 Camp Chest Kit, chain-driven for Milwaukee 8s. So biggest reason to use this product is that all the components are made to be used together by Fueling. It ensures, you know, if any of you guys have done this motor work over the years, you're always better off to stay with some consistency when you when it's available. Everything is has been made to work with each other. Let's go through the kit real quick. Um, obviously, Fueling's billet, high-pressure oil pump, um, their high-flow cam chest plate, the fixed-length push rods all come in the kit, hydraulic roller lifters come with the kit, the Reaper cam, complete set of Cometic gaskets to go along with this, um, brand new studs, brand new hardware, uh, new Timken cam bearing, all in the package. You get all of this together. Uh, 15 to 25 degrees cooler is what's reported on this for your engine. Also has substantial increase in oil pressure. So that's what you're looking at in the overall end result with this. You have a quieter motor. Um, quality parts that are going to keep your engine healthy and happy. Kit comes in at $16.95 retail. You can check it out today at DennisKirk.com. Tell them the guys from Grease and Gears Garage say. Until next time, I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and this is the new product spotlight. So I got a question real quick. How many of those how many of those product things did you guys have me do in a row that day? Because I looked like I was strung out on drugs, man. I, you what, did like twelve of them was, that day. You were like woo, 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 woo. Was I on a bender or something? My hair's all sticking out and shit. I was just <laughs> looking at that. I'm like, wow, he looks kinda looks kinda rough in that one. What oh, happened? Man. You just shut up and keep pushing parts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen though, I gotta tell you guys, you know, we do that stuff. And and obviously, you know, it's it's part of our relationship with the sponsors and stuff, but it's it's all companies that we believe in. It's good products. We want to bring you guys. You're never going to see one of us stand here and pump some bullshit to you that's not something that we actually believe in because, trust me, we've done a couple of them, and as I'm listening to them, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that one. And I, we, and I've we been throw told it to out. shut up before. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hey. You know, I've watched you. If you don't think it's a quality product, you'll be like, okay, let's package that one up and send it back. Because you can tell. And, I'm, you know, man, where we started this magazine from was from hardworking, blue-collar people that, like, you know, 
putting put money into a motorcycle you got to make some hard decisions about which kids not getting shoes this this month you know so I'm not going to turn anybody on to something that I don't believe in myself. But yeah, and, and in all reality, we cure ourselves enough in the first place. We don't need somebody sending us a part <sighs> that's going to make our jobs even worse. Right. So, Amen. But listen, man, if you dig what we're doing, uh, we do this every Sunday, 9 p.m., and we're looking for your information because right now everybody says that the motorcycle year is coming to an end. But, boy, I'll tell you what, when we look at the events calendar, nothing could be further from the truth. And with that, we are going to our events girl, Miss Ever Ready, with the event report. Heather, take it away. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. That was Booyah! a little dramatic, Christopher. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't believe the number of events that are left this year. Um, I'm going to try to do these in order, and I know I don't have them all, but... Here we go. Um, our good buddy Ron over at High Voltage Show has motorcycle and chopper drag races this Tuesday night at the Milwaukee Mile. Um, gates open at 5, pits open at 6, races start at 7. Um, this Saturday, Glory Days at Cary Furnace in Pittsburgh, um, 12 to 7, will be there visiting. Um, hope to see you guys there. Uh, Cheap Thrills is this weekend. I wish I was going here too. Jeez. Uh, Friday and Saturday night, I heard talk of pool party and mini bike races and a whole bunch of shenanigans over there. Next, um, Nitty Gritty Chopper City. This is put on by our friend um, Eric Vaughn over at Destroyer Garage at the Backwoods Saloon. Um, camping, chop, good old chopper party this Friday and Saturday. Again, I wish I could be there too. October 9th, Salt City Flat Track. Oh, in Salt Lake city of utah you should be there october 9th that is at the utah state fairgrounds k river stubborn american party chris should just go there because i think he named it after him um this is put on by adam sandoval at his campground it's a weekend long party again a bunch of shenanigans mini bike races bike games and on and on that again k rivercampground.com and you can check that out uh, Old Town Revival, this is by our friends over at Foundation Moto. Um, Denver Paul is putting this on October 2nd um, in Cornelius, North Carolina. Aren't we bringing Denver Paul on to talk about this? Too? He, yep, they're going to be on next Sunday night to talk about this event. So tune in then and you'll get to hear all about it. Southern Throw, another one I wish I could, actually I wish I could go to a Southern Throwdown 8. Um this is usually held in Deep Ellum, Texas, but they actually moved it to Oliver's new venue, Yellow Rose Canyon, out in Enterprise. It's a vintage chopper and van show, camping on site this year, and um, good music, good people, good bikes. The Congregation Show, October 9th, that is in Charlotte, North Carolina at Camp North End, and that is put on by, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, loser. Loser. Prism <laughs> Supply and Dice Magazine host that. Um, so that's October 9th. Virginia City Roundup. This is um, hosted by Chopper's Magazine. Uh, October 8th and 9th in Virginia City, Nevada. Rodeo, motorcycle, and truck show. I like trucks. Oh, cannot skip this one. Chopper Time, the greatest chopper show on earth, Thursday, October 14th at Willie's Tropical Tattoo. Uh, registration technically starts at 11. I'd be there by 9 or 10 if you want to get a good spot. 
um, it's going to be a great one. We don't ever miss it, and we hope to see you there too. And uh, Willie's up and at it, and he's ready to go. So you should uh, mention that the following two days from Willie's are practice Ooh, at Sons of Speed Chris and is racing. Going to risk a life and limb to entertain y'all at the. <laughs> Smyrna Speedway on Tom Kiefer's motorcycle. Did you get um, that insurance policy signed yet? I actually talked to my insurance <laughs> agent. Yes. <laughs> this is a new one. We were waiting to uh, we were waiting to help push this one a little bit. Yeah, this is our friends Larry and Karen Moore out in Wichita, Kansas. They had set up to do this show in 2020, but the old C word uh, knocked it off the schedule. So they're back at it again this october uh and our friend pat jansen is going to be hosting that event so please go support that october 15th through 17th and that again is in canvas and you can get more kansas canvas uh you can get more information at the chill.info so i gotta tell you like it's become popular culture for people to say the the old c word or the c word and like every time they do the the politically correct c word not the old c word i see Right. No, that's, well, no. Like, don't say the old C word. No. Yeah. No, you. I meant would the, never say that. You one. meant the politically correct C word. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Now that we got that situated, I don't know what you're thinking um, about, dirty girl. He was actually going to say I chauvinist. About cancer. Yeah. He was going to say. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's why I married her, ladies and gentlemen, right there. God, I love uh, Do Boys Custom Plating. Yes, we are going to the Lone Star Rally. We would not miss that. We've got a bike show on Saturday, uh, bike games on Friday, Torque Performance Show, and the Black Smoke Centers are playing Saturday night at Seawall. Booyah! All right, we're opening for Hairball, by the way. Woo-hoo. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, we will be there, everybody. We hope to see you there. I want to remind you guys about a couple things. Um, Not only can you tune in next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, and every Sunday to catch this show, uh, and I hope you will, but also in its entirety, you can tune in to every episode we've ever done through our YouTube channel, and you can watch every one of those episodes by going there. And now, thanks to the work of Robin and Heather through the, the last couple weeks, every single podcast episode is up and ready for your listening enjoyment so whether you go through stitcher or you know the the google deal or apple itunes you can get every episode we've ever done now up to and including episode 167 which was just last week you can check that out at motoshopdoc.com all the news and information that you might be looking for everything that we can get our hands on including all of the events that you just heard, if you're looking for more information about those events, you can find every one of them on the CycleSource Magazine news blog at CycleSource.com. I invite you to go over, get your information so you don't miss events like Glory Days coming up this weekend. Who, Chris, show them the digital issues on the uh, upper left. Upper left, upper left. Well, not in no, this issue. Mid, mid left, there you go. So, yeah, you can go to this site. Let me get a nice, nice big screenshot here. Look, I'm blowing it. I didn't, I didn't know there was going to be a test. Really? I wasn't looking at his neck. I wasn't looking at his neck. <laughs> what mole? Yeah, one, one job, honey. One, one. Oh, see. Hello. Go ahead. Let's try that again. 
So there's the uh, the digital edition. You can flip through just like you would expect. And if you find something cool, like this seat from Drag, I'm going to go get it. Boom. You're in. So uh, all the stories, everything, you know, after after the magazine comes off the newsstand, Heather puts that stuff up there for you guys for reference and whatever you need. So check it out. And that's all I got for you. Heather? I think that that was a lot. We packed that. Show. I know. I almost fell asleep halfway through that. <laughs> now I need a nap. Actually, now it's time for bed. Big D, everybody, everybody hanging in with us till the nitty gritty end. We appreciate all you guys. Thank you for being here with us. As always, thanks for sharing a little bit of your time, a little bit of your headspace. If you have a motorcycle event coming up, please email those into the magazine. We'd be happy to include you in our events. If you have a product, if you have some tech you want to share. Get a hold of us, man. We're looking for stuff all the time. Absolutely. Almost flannel season. Mark, that's a shot at you. Wow. The flannel mafia is chiming in. They they don't have a shot at me anymore. (laughs) I don't even know who they're kidding. (laughs) They can't compete with me. My flannels are real old. OG. OG. You, you rocking the OG. I got OG flint. See this? That shit's cotton, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about no Dixon flint. That's, that's old cotton. I don't even know what you're talking about. I got about that from Mel L. Bean, boy. <laughs> okay, say goodnight, fellas. Goodnight, fellas. No, listen, seriously. Till next week when we come back at you with more shop talk from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. I appreciate and love all you guys. Be safe out there. Go get some motorcycle digging in because the year is seriously coming to an end until we get together once more. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. He said it. He said bye, Felicia. (laughs) He likes pizza.